everybody, and welcome to a deadly wild ride with Steve-O. Comedy fans rejoice. We've got the host of Kill Tony, Tony Hinchcliffe. Yeah, dude, this one's really, really deep into the comedy scene and how it's moved from L.A. to Austin, Texas. Of course, Rogan and Tony Hinchcliffe are out there with a bunch of other world-class comics. So this one's particularly juicy. And speaking of comedy, I'm on my bucket list tour in Charleston, South Carolina right now. But these are the last dates of my bucket list tour. I'm actually taping my special in multiple cities. Albuquerque, Little Rock, Arkansas, Alabama, to name a few. Um, and I'm bringing it international. Australia, you've been begging for the bucket list tour, and it's coming your way. More on that later. But this episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Thank God, because that's what keeps me so healthy and fit. It fills in all the gaps in my diet. Their product, AG1, is the most comprehensive, convenient daily nutrition. You pour it into a pint of water in the morning to get yourself hydrated. It's loaded with 75 different vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, adaptogens, probiotics. It's got it all, baby. And it's delicious. It helps with your gut health, with your cognitive abilities, and it just fills in the gaps in your diet. <clears throat> if you're not getting all of your nutrition, don't worry about it. It's all in AG1. Plus, if you go to athleticgreens.com slash Stevo, they're going to give you five free travel packs with all of your daily nutrition in there, plus an entire year's supply of immune-boosting vitamin D. That is only if you go to athleticgreens.com slash Stevo. You're going to get all of that with your first order. So, Jump on it, baby. Athleticgreens.com slash Stevo. And let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony Hinchcliffe. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. What's up? We are in Austin, Texas. Yep. This van was driven all the way from Los Angeles to Austin, Texas. I've made that drive. Yeah. It's a wild one. Yeah, dude. There's nothing yeah. between Phoenix and here, pretty much, but yeah. El Paso is the only... Oof. You don't want to stop there. You don't. I stopped there at an Olive Garden. For some reason, I'm like, this will be a good idea. And it, <laughs> and it like... It wasn't. It wasn't. I'm like, the Olive Garden's safe. It's a corporate thing. You know, you're not going to get food poisoning in an Olive Garden. You got You'll food be poisoning. I didn't get food poisoning, but it was it was just a nightmare. How I, long have you been in Austin? About two years now. Two years, wow. And I was in LA for 16 years, and I came out here and got hooked, man. Hooked. Yeah. Whole different ball game. We were at your show the other night, mm -hmm. and you were you and the one dude were ripping on each other. Yeah, it pretty was quickly. really, really impressive. Well, what I'm impressed with is because, like, uh, uh, you know, I read that you grew up in Youngstown, Ohio, mm -hmm. and, like, that was, like, kind of like a defense mechanism. Yeah. So, like, when you go places... By default, are you constantly yeah, doing that to people? No, I don't do it. I have an, a, such an 
incredible amount of outlets for it. Um, that being one, every Monday I have David Lucas there to go back and forth with. So it's like I'm like a power lifter that gets to go to the gym. You know, if he doesn't go to the gym, he's probably out there breaking windows and throwing shit and, you know, road rage. But, what, what I, right, you- but to be clear, what, what these guys are doing, what Tony's doing with this, like, improv insult comedy is... So it's it's indicative of such intelligence. You can't become like super intelligent as a defense mechanism. Sure, you can. You could be fucking playing chess if you grew up in a household where like you're only a child and you're just like a chess psycho. Yeah. I don't know. I, I was, I'm just saying. I was wildly impressed. Well, I was by, wildly impressed uh, too. Much, well, what's yeah. crazy if I could if I could share this with you is that we've been doing this show. Forever, We're coming up on our 10-year anniversary of Kill Tony, right? And David has been a regular on it, I think, for three or four years. So that's 52 new minutes a year if if we don't take him on the road with us, some special Friday-Saturday tapings and big theaters and stuff. So that's even more than 52 minutes a year, which means that we're roasting each other because that normally lasts, we'll say... You know, at least five minutes, at minimum five minutes. We go back and forth every week, completely improvised. And it's all new. And it's always new. It's obviously framed in the same, you know, thing. He makes fun of me for being feminine or gay or whatever his angle is at that point. And I make fun of him for being, you know, big and black. I'm a pasty white guy. He's a black guy. It's, I think it's something, you know, this part's corny, but I think it's something that should be more seen and under, you know, like put out there because it's, it's, you know, it's it's what's cool about America. And what, but what I wanted to say is that what's wild about what David and I are doing is we feel like we're hitting a crazy stride. Like we now are doing this dance where it's like writing in public. Yeah. And it's, we're trying to uh, obviously get a laugh, but we're trying to get a laugh off of what the other person said. So it's kind of like freestyle rapping. Sure. It's just wild. We're, we're, what's crazy is that we're hitting a stride where we're like, was that fucking, was that 30% better than last week, when, which yeah. we said was our best one? You know, when we get up to that green room, we do a little like recap, like we fucking did that shit tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can feel it. So did he move out here? Yep. Just like, to get roasted by you? Well, yeah. All the regulars that we had in LA moved out here and uh, it, it's an honor and a wild thing. Even Michael Lair, who you saw get yeah. Hall of Fame inducted, uh, um, was the first to move here with debilitating ALS, advanced, you know, PLS, ALS, the whole works. And he puts it all together. He gets the writing, the rest, the everything to be able to do a minute every week. And he loves it, you know. Yeah. Uh, William Montgomery, another one got out here and found sobriety which is crazy because he was going down a wild wild road and even you would be like God, that's- <laughs> <Yeah>. whoa <laughs> but uh and he's absolutely thriving there's a weird thing happening here in austin where 
you know, I, I've, I'm trying to, I've been trying to put my finger on it because I'm like, why do I love this place? When I go on the road now, you know how you miss LA and when the, the planes, when you see the big buildings out your right side, you know, like, oh, here we go. We're a few yeah. minutes away from LA. It's home. And I lived that for 16, 17, 18 years. And, uh, and now I get that feeling here, like much, much more. Okay. And because it, I don't know. There's something about the lack of like LA, like billboards, stars on a sidewalk, like all of these things that are like. Well, it's not as fake, right? Out here, exactly. That's one thing. Yeah, big time. That's an easy way of putting putting it. But I'm talking about like the psychological effects of living in LA. I can see like in neons. You know what I mean? Like it's literally like what it's like are you're you living in Instagram? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. all these people that aren't real, like fucking smoking out. There is some really hot chicks out in Austin. I would even say there's hotter chicks in Austin than there is in LA. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's wild out here. I mean, it's absolutely insane. There is kind of a look that they all have that, you know, gets a little bit tricky if they the, live the here leg too tattoos long. tattoos that you're talking about? The ta- leg ta- weird leg tattoos that look like, you know, they were like sailors at one point in their lives mm-hmm. or something. They, they love the bangs out here. That's a thing. They yeah. all have, they're all, at some point they're just like looking at. How does the cost of living compare? Night and day. I mean. A lot cheaper here. A lot cheaper here. And there's a lot more economy here. It's just booming. So like people, you know, one of the perks of being at the comedy store for so long and, and starting there and working up there is that you get people from different places visiting so you uh-huh. get a different vibe. It's not just LA. It's not like performing in like Silver Lake or Echo Park or somewhere that's like off the beaten path and just locals. The comedy store gives you a wide variety of different types of humans. And now we're getting that here. People are traveling here all the time. You yeah. know, uh, it's becoming like an open destination. Whereas people that used, I feel like people that used to visit LA and New York are like, now might not be the time. They're, they might get it back soon, but I don't think now's the time to go vacation at this place, to go listen to music and right. nightlife. There's, it's mm-hmm. really crazy here. The music here is the craziest part. I yeah. wish I could have dragged you out to where we ended up on Monday night because what time do you go to sleep now? Ballpark. Uh, I, I'm generally up pretty late, but uh, I um, don't really go out in public too much. Right. Right, but you would love this because, and another thing about Austin is they're cool with famous people. If you're at a good place, you know what uh-huh. I mean. Like everybody's very chill. Like it's like, oh, blah blah blahs with blah blah blah. They live here, you know. Um, but this, but there's music places here. I won't even shout them out because I don't want it to get too packed. But there's places here <laughs> where literally things. musicians go to see their musicians' favorite musician, uh-huh. and it's like you know encapsulated in rooms like this like there's just three yeah. musicians in a corner yeah we had the chance to, uh curtis was going to take us yeah he was a cool guy yeah we uh he was he was thrilled and he's like there'd be like you know <clears throat> people come up and there's four guitars playing at the same time and just and it's insane and they're like the best guitarists in the world exactly and they're doing their best stuff and they're laughing they're doing kind of yeah. like what I was talking about with David Lucas they're like shit did we just fucking do that right. you know what I mean you and, can see it live and the band that you have coming up before you guys they, they improv 
for that first 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. You guys, I mean, they're incredible. They're all professional musicians, way overqualified to be part of it. But they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, they're excited to be part of something that is raw and sort of rock and roll mm-hmm. comedy. They can feel it, too. Um, when When you moved out here, did the caliber of comedians in the bucket like go down no not at all um, I mean I guess the caliber of comedians you're talking about never... the people that go on right, kill yeah, yeah. yeah the people who get on stage and do the one minute set you know amateurs. it's interesting because I thought that it was going to go down but what ends up happening is the type of person that moves to Austin for comedy uh, is more prepared they're more um, I find them to be more ready to be on a show like Kill Tony, whereas someone might go to start in L.A., uh-huh. you know what I mean? And some people are starting here, too. But the type of people that know to move to Austin instead of what we were all told was that your two options, the first, the last 40 years, which is L.A. and New York, um... I think it. I think it brings a different type of more uh, intellectual, ready, prepared type of someone that knows they have to do <clears throat> some serious work. Um, with that said, there's still you know horrible comedians that get pulled out of the bucket. But yeah, the one guy from Iowa wasn't too good. Yeah, no, the, the, he was from Idaho. Idaho. You yeah. know what it is? I think it's easier to be crazy in L.A. You blend yeah. in more. So mm-hmm. anybody can sign up there. So it'd be, right. you know, 160 signups. Anything can possibly happen. Right. And we had a lot of bad bucket pulls back then. Well, there's a lot of mental illness in L.A. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they find their right. way on stage sometimes. And you yeah. also had, like, bona fide, like, breakout stars. Huge. From... Speaking of huge, I wonder how huge your anxiety is about Christmas gift giving this year are you just gonna go ahead and do the old boring gift card thing or are you gonna do something awesome original with hellotushy.com what's hellotushy.com it's my favorite sponsor we've ever had on this podcast they make bidets that just blast your butthole with a refreshing stream of water it's just like power cleaning your poop chute and it is the best feeling man to just walk away from taking a dump knowing that you're totally clean and it's the best gift that you can give somebody man it's fun it's funny it's useful it's practical it's techie but it's affordable i'm telling you man hello tushy.com plus if you go to hello HelloTushy.com slash Stevo, then not only do you get 10% off your order, you also get free shipping. It's because they love the listeners of the Wild Ride podcast. And you've probably heard me say this before. HelloTushy.com is my favorite sponsor of this podcast because these bidets are my favorite product I've ever told you guys about. If you haven't tried it yet, man... Do your butthole a favor. Do your loved one's buttholes a favor. Go to hellotushy.com slash stevo. Enjoy 10% off your order plus free shipping. Now, let's talk about these huge stars. Huge. Preacher Lawson. 
uh, so many of them. I mean, all the, the regulars. The are, girl that uh, the ended up going on Rogan. Um, Ali Makovsky. Yeah. Yeah. Was Amazing. she? She came from Kill Tony. Yeah. And she oh, just yeah. blew up. She oh, was uh, like every week she was on Kill Tony. Yep. She would do a new minute every week. And so, but. And Kim Congdon and Sarah Weinshank and, you know, William, David, Michael Lair. Uh, wow. Um, William Montgomery. And, yeah, I'm missing a couple. But so, so the, the, the guy that you guys. I mean, because Tom Segura was there last, and he was like, yeah, you want to come on the road with me? Like, it just happens like that. It happens. I, I don't know that Tom Segura said, you want to come on the road with me to anybody. W weren't they like, let's talk about dates? And he's like, yeah, no, first yeah. weekend of December. He did. He booked William Montgomery for the first weekend oh, in December. Oh, that's right. Yep. So that guy's just, I mean, does that happen to that guy often, or is that the first time? Not exactly the first time, no. I take him on the road with me. Duncan Trussell takes him on the road with him. But yes, you are correct. You're a theory that that is going to be a huge break for him I'm positive of it those two are going to absolutely fall in love once Tom realizes that William's like common sense and can chill and just be cool like it's it's gonna be game over because William what I told Tom afterwards is I go when you when he gets brought out at whatever venue you're taking him to listen when his name gets said at the pop that the crowd will have hmm. at your show because he's, you know, these guys are out there doing a new minute every week. It's, it doesn't seem like much on the surface, but when you realize a special, if you get someone to sit through a special, that's what, someone comes out with that once every few years, that's just 54 minutes, you know what I mean? Now that we're like looking at the math, these people that are watching a minute every week and the interview. So again, it only takes a month of appearances as a regular on Kill Tony to have a special's worth of time of connection with these people. They're, they know about your real life. So not only is he a, doing a minute every week as a stand-up comedian in front of these people, he's also doing a six-minute podcast, right. essentially, yeah. about his life. I'm asking him questions. And, and William's a little bit of a weird example because he's so bizarre on stage and is yeah, so the, goofy. But The reading... From the, have you ever encouraged him to not? Oh yeah, read? totally. No, yeah, oh yeah, we broke him of that. He used to do that during his actual stand-up sets. Now when he's doing a minute, we'll let him get away with it. He's not going to do that on Segura's opening. No chance. No fucking no, chance. No, no notes. No chance in hell. Yeah. We broke him of that. It was a very, very bad habit of his. There were times where we're like, no more notes, because sometimes he had it on a big thing, and he would just like literally stare yeah. at it while reading the jokes, hmm. while doing sold-out shows with us. And we're like, no, dude, you gotta, it's cool and all, but he, was, he would like glance up for a second and then go right yeah. back to it. Nah. And it was a treacherous course it took him months and months and months he went from that to a smaller piece of paper to the paper on the stool <laughs> glancing the, at the stool yeah. glancing at the stool we would bust his balls William we see you glancing at the stool between every joke then it mm. was on his phone and then it wasn't and now he can you know go out there and have a blast for 20 minutes in, in, a, in a giant theater in a sold out comedy club in an arena he could do anything you're used to going on <clears throat> doing theaters and in larger venues like two three thousand cap and then 
on your own and then and then rogan takes you on the road to do an arena mm -hmm. or whatever or like a, what's the biggest you've done and then when you went out on stage for the first time for like nineteen thousand people were you just like i mean was it kind of like being a newcomer again or were you more pumped when you went out there or was it like whoa this is fucking crazy well uh the biggest one, they're all about the same size. It's all somewhere between like, I don't know, 15 and 20,000. And we've done a ton of them. So to give anyone like extra credit would be like the first one you did when you went from that jump from like 2000. The first, yeah. The first one is interesting because if you, you're doing an arena, you want to be in the middle in the round, which is something that we really just started doing a couple years ago. Um, and, uh, but in the beginning, the first few arenas, we were on the far, far side, like a music show. Right. Um, and it's just totally different being in the round. It's like being in a comedy club. It's like being in like a perfect comedy thing. You're like in an orb of energy and they're mm. everywhere. So you're just turning around and, you know, moving around a little bit and the big cameras, that they have there follow you so that people in the arena arena are looking up at this thing and glancing down. So it like is all very connective and it works incredibly well. Uh, whereas being on the end of an arena is sort of uh, you have to, there's acoustics issues. You're not exactly sure what the pacing is and the timing is. And there's only one front row instead of four front rows. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. So, um, but now we have it figured out, you know, it's, it's unbelievable. There's nothing like it. And it's, it's a, it's like, uh, it's like doing the, in the round arenas and then going back and doing my own like headlining shows is like going from flying private to being <laughs> Southwest. Yeah. Yeah. Boarding Backseat. group G. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Do you find that with <clears throat> arenas that like, you're more struggling with the disruptiveness in the audience or less? No, I find it to be less. The most disruptive thing to me is a room where there's, you know, a hundred people squozing yeah. in like sardines and they get you at just the right time. Like it doesn't really fly in arenas. Someone would have to go ballistic to uh -huh. be uh, <laughs> disruptive to the show. They'd have to literally scream and other people would be like sit down you fucking asshole you know what i mean like yeah it, to carry that because the speakers are so strong it's a very present experience much more than i ever would have expected and luckily you know rogan has a very smart audience these people are listening yeah. to him talking with scientists and whatnot for hours mm -hmm. every day they're a right. lot better listeners than you would expect if you didn't know. Like people might assume that, oh, he's the UFC guy, he's the Fear Factor guy, but like he's not filling up arenas right. because of his commentary or, right, um, uh, Fear Factor <laughs> hosting. Yeah, that's a fair point. And uh, so it's a really great crowd, and man, they're also there. They're also you know they love free speech if you want to call it that which you know they're hoping that they get to see some exciting stuff you know the phones are all locked up for those so they already yeah. know like ooh, right. like what's going on which i think every place should i think that's how restaurants and bars and stuff should be now too it's probably the future in 10 years i hope yeah. so like it's, it's 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 really interesting you say that because um i think that 
when people meet me, there's a tendency to think, oh, wow, you know, you're not like the maniac crazy guy. You're actually like a, a thoughtful, like seemingly intelligent guy. I didn't expect that. And then like my crowd... <laughs> you probably have like Not a Burt so Kreischer crowd, like similar drinkers and yeah. partiers, and yeah, yeah. My, my my crowd. Like Dude. I'm sober, my crowd drinks more than anybody. Yeah, like we hear it all the time that like that uh, whatever venue I'm at, like broke their record for selling booze. Yep. And then we have bits in the in the show where like there's needles involved for like vasectomies, and so people pass out. So oh. the drinking and the needles, like we get, you know two or three people dropping out of the show. I don't even that. know that it's got anything to do with the, the drinking. People just pass out at my show. People just pass <laughs> out at your show. Cool. We give them a free <laughs> bottle of hot sauce if they pass out. Really? Yeah. Well, I do. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's always during a certain bit, but... Yeah, I mean, I can't, like, I can't wait for you to see the new hour, dude. I can't yeah. wait, too. That's what's crazy is that, you know, we just get to keep getting better at stuff. Dude. So whatever the new stuff is, is, you know. Yeah, it's crazy. I always feel like, oh, man, like, uh, I'm ready. And then a few more years down the road, looking back on it, it's like, oof. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's funny. It's like even like, you know, I record a lot, almost, yeah, like 99% of all my sets. And um, on video or just audio? Both. And, uh, and it's funny because, uh, you know, when you're trying to even shoot a special or something like that, if you have, if you do and you have a show the next week and obviously you're still, you know, you don't have a, might not have a brand, whatever new material to fill. So you do the same joke again and you accidentally add a new tag right. that like, kills like, it. You're like, wait, what the hell? How's this possible? Right. It didn't happen the last 10 weeks when I was getting ready for this thing and one week later. Right. Yeah, Segura was just telling us about all these shows that he's doing after having taped the special. And I'm like, aren't, just I'm thinking, aren't you terrified that you're going to develop some genius new thing and you already taped it? Mm hmm. Oof. Are you constantly, but you're not really constantly adding subtract. I mean, you're Absol cutting. Absolutely coming up with new stuff like i mean it, it's a, a super gradual evolution but like these little tiny things are constantly happening and yeah. how you Come, say something and what yeah. you take out especially you know from one show to the next like i mean not every show is gonna gonna ha have a, a change but you know i'm not gonna go for a week without there being something that's important to me yeah. It's impossible to, to do shows for a week and not have something mm -hmm. where you're like, man. So to be married to a to a special and continue to do the show after, that, that would that would freak me out. Yeah. How do you deal with hecklers? Do you because I feel like you would almost be stoked on hecklers because you can that's your like forte of just yeah and then do you kick him out after <clears throat> it all depends on exactly the situation it's all they all get handled on a case-by-case -case basis and how annoying and what their attitude is and how drunk they are and it's a it's it's a i don't even know how to describe it i mean they have to be obviously 
annoying to the audience. I have to get, I have to make sure that it's clear that yeah. uh, I'm the good guy. You know what I mean? Because I definitely, early on in my career, there were times where I would kick people out and and just mishandle the situations completely. Trying to have an original take on a heckler that you go so far over the line that you know. Yeah. I once uh, I once called a Jimmy Kimmel's aunt the c-word. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't know it was Jimmy Kimmel's aunt at the time, and this is like thirteen years ago. Like I'm like a couple years into stand up, and actually no, it was like yeah, it was like ten years ago, eleven years week. ago. But I had no idea, and it, you know, at the time. It was still a pretty big deal if you were going to get on Jimmy Kimmel Live and do stand-up or whatever. And um, there were these two old ladies talking in the front row. I'm waiting for my spot all night. It's like 1.30 in the morning, right? And I'm a brand new paid regular. This is how I know that it's 10 years ago or 11 years ago. Anyway, uh, and it's 1.30 and they're talking and there's only eight people in the room, right? There's these two old white ladies. There's two people in the back middle that are like just drunk and sobering up because they're at the comedy store at one thirty, and they know it's over at two and whatever. And there's like two more people back right and whatever else. There's like nobody there. But these two old white ladies in the front just keep talking. And at the time, I'm literally trying to exercise the muscle of going through your set and not acknowledging them. I'm like trying to work that muscle because I'm so bad at it, especially early on where I, I would over acknowledge everything. What'd you say over there? What what, I was looking for any escape to not have to work on (laughs) these jokes. Right. And I'm trying and I'm trying. I'm five minutes in. I'm six minutes in. I'm like, oh my God, they're still talking. Seven minutes in. They're still talking. Eight minutes in. There's liter- they're literally 20% of the audience. So finally, 10 minutes in, I go, uh, oh, what the hell are you two ladies fucking talking about? I mean, I've waited all night up here for this. And you're a percentage of the audience what the fuck could possibly be going on it's 10 minutes it's been 10 minutes you two have been talking and she says we're talking about whoever's going on after you and i took that as we're just next you know what i mean Uh uh-huh but what she was actually saying was is we're talking about the guy that's going on after you, Don Barris, because he's the warm-up guy for Jimmy Kimmel, and we've known him for decades, and we're close with him. We're here to see Don Barris, is what okay. she should have said. But instead, I took it as, you know. Right. And so, I just loaded up and went <laughs> berserk. You fucking boom. Yeah. And... 
people like you are the scum of the earth that don't respect <laughs> art yeah. and you're un-American <laughs> and you're not a good person and if this is how you're acting now I can't imagine what your fucking children must think about you and their children's right. children you're probably <laughs> that worst fucking grandma you wrinkly bag of fucking nothing burger dough I mean I went crazy for the last five minutes I spent ten minutes ignoring her and five minutes lighting her up she went the next day and wrote letters to the heads of CAA WME ABC I'm not even kidding Jimmy <laughs> wow. Kimmel himself Jeff Ross who you know is good friends with Jimmy Kimmel and she knew that because somehow she found out immediately probably but however that I was working with him and he, he's like what the hell did you do to this lady that She's writing letters to everybody saying never work with him in all of showbiz. Jesus. <laughs> wow. She's literally like, if any of you ever work with this man, you're asking for a problem. He is the devil incarnated. You ever run into Jimmy Kimmel? Yep. That sounds like it might have been an awkward encounter. But let's face it, could it be any more awkward than when you're in bed with a girl and she finds a bunch of disgusting bush all over your dong and your chest? I mean, come on. It's 2022, boys. It's time to clean up your act with Manscaped, man. You want to be sleek and smooth and feel good about how you look? And come on. Manscaped, it's what's up these days, all right? And with their Platinum Package 4.0, they are giving you the deal of a lifetime. It's all of the best stuff they've got from their best-selling performance package, but this one includes ultra-premium body wash, ultra-premium two-in-one shampoo conditioner, and ultra-premium deodorant. That's on top of the Lawnmower 4.0 and the Weed Whacker. All of the best stuff in one package and if you go to manscaped.com slash stevo not only will you get 20% off your order but free shipping as well I'm telling you man it's another one of these gifts that's fun and funny and practical and affordable and man if it's your dad your brother your husband I mean with the hair coming out of the nostrils man it's time for that to end. Put the Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 under the tree for these gentlemen. Laugh about it, have a good time, and they will thank you later. So one more time, it's manscaped.com slash Devo for 20% off your order plus free shipping. Now, let's talk about that encounter with Jimmy Kimmel. And you want to know what it was? He was actually judging uh, Roast Battle, one of the televised seasons <laughs> of Roast Battle, which, uh, you know, I do. I did. I'm good at. And he was a judge with nightmare shit. And we're walking backstage, you know, whatever, blah, 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 blah. We pass by each other. And he goes, hey, Tony Anchcliffe, you're the guy that called my aunt a c <laughs> and what did you, you say? I go, that was me. You know, I play, I, you know, I was just honest. I go, I don't know how much she told you, but he goes, I get it. I get it. He he, he got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. A, she's a 
Yeah, <laughs> wow. Uh, Fuck, dude. But I knew I was doomed the second he said that. I'm like, oh my God, there's even if I eviscerate this person, five jokes to zero, this guy's going to go with fucking Aunt Chippy or whatever. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, Jesus, so, uh, so he was judging you. Like, uh, you were a, a contestant in yeah. that. Wow. Yeah. Where you make fun of each other back and forth. Right. Silly okay. shit back in the day. Do you already know what you would say to me if I talk shit to you? Would you come up with? The, I mean, what do you mean already know? Like, uh, well, I feel that like now that you said that, in between when you said that and now, yeah, he already has. That's when it happens. I mean, I didn't know that fucking MythBusters had Down syndrome over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was just curious how quickly it happens. Like, because I, I feel like. You know, when I'm driving, I'm just like this fucking, and I come up with shit in my head. Yeah. But like, is that, that's what I'm gonna ask him if it's like by default. And then you go tape another episode of Adam Ruins Everything. <laughs> so it just happens like it happens like that, huh? I mean, I don't know. I guess so. With shoes like that, you must know what it's like. I'm kidding. I don't know. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> it's, it's good though. I, 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 I was just so impressed with you guys going back and forth at the show. It was just, uh, I was like, fuck, man, how do you do that? Yeah, it's a weird muscle. You know, I was watching, uh, my buddy sent me a clip of Rick Rubin talking with Joe Rogan about different rappers' processes, mm -hmm. about how, you know, uh, Eminem writes everything down. He writes all day into a notebook, tiny little letters, words, every single thing he just writes, and Jay-Z writes nothing. And this person yeah. does that, and this yeah. person does that. And, you know, I mean... That's pretty much it. It's just like we got good at not having to write it down, take what's given to you. You know, Jay-Z would listen to a beat and, huh, 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 and not have any idea of what the song could be and whatever and goes right on the other side of a wall on the other side of the glass and makes that background beat a fucking iconic hit that mm -hmm. we all know that everybody yeah. yells in the middle of the night. It's just like it was meant to be. Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, I'm comparing me calling David Lucas a fat black guy uh, to Jay-Z, Jay so I have to catch myself sometimes. <laughs> right, no, I, I think it's uh, it's completely fair to, you know, it's, it's all improv. Yeah, it is. It's wild, man. And it's something that I get to look forward to, and you try to apply topical things to it and like what's in the news maybe like you know so, i called him hershey walker for the first time last yeah. night hershey or monday walker. night yeah. yeah hershey walker yeah. for some reason it works that, chocolate bar herschel yeah. walker mm -hmm. just lost his election oh did it did he lose i think so yeah, yeah. Georgia? Said that, that yeah. david lucas said how bad of a politician do you have to be to go in a runoff against herschel walker yeah it's kind of funny you want to know an interesting thing you guys might find it uh, cool is that after that roast with David Lucas, I realized that there was a joke that I should have done, and those bother me. That yeah. happens a lot where it's like, oh, we did so good, but I could have done this. Yeah. Because remember how he had the wings on the back of his shirt, mm -hmm. and I and and I go, oh, that's gonna be a rough takeoff. Mm -hmm. I realized afterwards that I should have said, that's gonna be a rough takeoff. That's gonna be worse than the takeoff that takeoff had the other day. When he took off, like yeah. I could have just like boom, 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 because the rapper takeoff got shot right. in the head. Yeah. That's a rougher takeoff than takeoff had last week. Any version yeah. of it would have been like. Bah, bah, the it's lights. like George Costanza. He's like the jerk store called, and he's like fucking dwelling on it all day. <laughs> you know. Um, 
the uh, day that reminds me of the best tweet I ever saw, which was by um, Jeff Ross when the magician was found uh, hanging dead of suicide in the magic castle. And, uh, and Jeff Ross tweeted the TMZ story link just with the word abracadaver. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's the best. Yeah. I wrote his writing on his show was the first any type of break I ever had, ever. Yeah. I spent the first four weeks in the writer's room eating all the Nature's Valley granola bars from the uh-huh. snack area because I literally didn't have money for lunch. There was a yeah. period of time where everybody would collect money, and, you know, put your money in an envelope for the lunch thing, and I was just like, no, no, I'm good this week, and I would go eat like two bananas and four granola bars because I didn't want anybody to know that I was completely broke. I mean, totally a starving artist. Yeah. And I, we were writing. We had so much fun, and that reminds me of one of the jokes that the great Sarah Tiana wrote. You know Sarah, right? I don't know that I know She's her. She's amazing. Paid regular at the comedy store. Little country girl. And uh, it was David Copperfield's birthday. So we were trying to figure out, (laughs) you know, we did this thing called burn days where if it was your birthday that night in the monologue, he would pay tribute to you by making fun of you. And it was anyway, it was David Copperfield's birthday. And the joke that Sarah Tiana wrote was happy, happy burn day to David Copperfield. I wanted to get you something, but I couldn't pick a card, any card. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's good <laughs> yeah right, Kill Tony uh, doesn't stream live anymore not anymore no we you know the it's so hard for a production like that yeah. to uh, with all the stuff that happens in live shows um, to uh have the sound and the video and everything as good as it can be so we decided to just start running it through a process and right um so what's the the delay two weeks two weeks yep wow yeah so people aren't gonna see how much i crushed it on there for two weeks that's true man Unless you put this out in two weeks in which case it would have happened yesterday it will happen yeah how about that two weeks what day does it go up Uh, two from yesterday, so the 28th, or two from the 14th, so And the it'll, it'll be a Monday night? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because Thanksgiving's Thursday the 24th, so, yeah. Uh, how about that? Um, that was f- fucking amazing, by the way. That oh, was thanks, so dude. perfect. <laughs> it's, it, it was, it's just amazing. I mean, it worked out on so many levels in so many ways, and your story is just hilarious. It's great that you get to, uh, you know, there's risk reward on a show like that, right? You're like, Jesus, what if something gets fucking stuck in my throat? What if something gets in my eye? What if anything? What if there's pee on my pants? What if my shoelace is untied? In any circumstance, so many things can go wrong. And when it goes fucking great, it's awesome. Yeah, it's like uh, you think, well... Here I'm. I'm on Kill Tony. I'm gonna get up and and do the uh, like 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 somebody out of the bucket, you know. But but I do this like I better fucking do good or yeah. this is gonna be awful. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's cool that you get that validation um, from Tom on top of, you know, what I gave you about how you did the work, man. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, so many you, people. Man. And I even had this talk with Joe last night in the green room of the show that we did about how you went and did it. You know, there's the old trope of comedians that are like, oh, someone's coming that's already famous, you know, like, yikes, good luck. But, man, you really, you really did it and made the adjustments and, you know, you didn't let your ego do the stand-up comedy work. You know what I mean? Thanks so much, man. It's it's hard to do. It's hard to be that self-aware. We see it all the time. Even with people that get great they all of a sudden kind of realize they're great. Like it's like a championship fighter, right? Yeah. When you have that belt, all of a sudden you get invited to more of this and more of that and life is this and you can get comfortable and content and instead you're out here fucking driving a van across the country, doing mm-hmm. spots, doing podcasts, getting guests, you know, yeah. thriving, making huge appearances, creating your own body of work that you don't have to give to freaking whoever Warner Brothers or MGM or whatever it all is and you know we live in a very very fun time it's very exciting really really is man I I remember when uh, I started making YouTube videos I thought like oh this is embarrassing yeah and like it's funny dude I was I've you know I've written for the last whatever 10 Comedy Central roasts or whatever and I remember when being on YouTube and having a podcast were the insults on yeah. somebody mm-hmm. right. a decade ago. <laughs> and now on these things, and for the last two or three, I got to watch it go all the way to being the intro for somebody. Right. You know your next comedian from their hit podcast, blah, 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 or yeah. the hit channel, doopity boop. Like, it's crazy. Uh, well, it's crazy. We go to Just for Laughs and like... We'll go see a show at a theater beforehand. It's I'm like, who are these guys? Like, dude, they're YouTubers and they're right. fucking selling out. Yeah. And then the video game people, mm, when like, uh, when like the the comedy club or, or some theater is like people playing video games and mm. it's completely sold out from people coming to pay money to watch people play video games. That's insane. I, I just heard it. of this the other day. I really? still don't believe it. And they're making so much money. I yeah. guess that's what that's what somebody told me. I've always said that like uh I think video games are are responsible for like the decline of of our nation. Yeah. You know like just the idea of just sitting there and just just wasting your time playing video games just becoming fat and and just lazy and unmotivated. But then now we're taking it to another level. People are actually wasting their time watching other people play video games. It's unbelievable. Who who is that porn star that uh Adriana Chechnik or something? She's a I mean, what do I know? But uh no, she's a uh I guess she went from porn to streaming video games and she was at some award show, she broke her back. And I mean, she, she broke her back at the award show. I guess show? she fell and like she was in pain or wow. whatever. I, it, but that's not normally how porn stars get their back broken <laughs> they out. Their back, <laughs> she threw her back out. But she, <laughs> did they? They were like you know, when the, when it made the headlines, it was like in famous Twitcher, you know, Adriana, whatever. And I'm like, she's just not even known as a porn star anymore. She's just a, a, a video game streamer. I wonder if she twitched when she broke her back. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's uh, there's some crazy money involved in that, you know. It's and, insane. And these chicks dress up smoking hot and they play video games and it's just. Yeah, I mean, T Pain was telling us that like uh, he's making more money playing video games on Twitch than from music. Wow, isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah. Um. So we, we, what's your touring like? Uh, how much are you touring on your own as a headliner? I've been I I've been doing it. Yeah, I've been going way too hard. Yeah, too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the case with everybody. After the pandemic, we just went ape shit. Yeah, everybody's just Tom's fried. You're fried. I'm fried. You're free, you know. Yeah, everybody's fried. Yeah. Um. So you just got on the weekends. Yeah, and yeah. A couple of weeks ago, I did a longer run, and it burnt me out so hard that I haven't really caught up since then. But now I'm done. I'm at the point to where I get to call my shots, and so like I have December off, except for Arlington, Dallas, in the middle of December, um, and that's a two and a half hour drive. So that's like yeah. really, really easy. No airports. You mean the Arlington where Gringo Poppy was filmed? Wait, is that where is that where that was filmed? <laughs> is it the, the the Dallas Improv Arlington? I think so. Yeah, that's where Gringo Poppy was filmed. Oh, no, Dude, tough act to follow. <laughs> <laughs> Pressure's on. <laughs> oh man, how do you know that? How do you know that was filmed there? Uh, I was fascinated by the entire. <laughs> 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 I even know where the construction paper came from. <laughs> oh my god. I even know who cut it out. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. Yeah, we all are. We're all very fascinated about it. It was fascinating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, just like I'm particularly close to that because of the known for other things coming into stand up. Like um, first special on Showtime, you know, yeah. and then like uh, putting out the second special on, on you know, yeah. on your own. Thirty five minutes. Twenty five. It was it really? It was Twenty five. Oh. My goodness! <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's yeah. interesting. It's like a, it's like death by a thousand self-inflicted paper cuts or something it's, like yeah, that. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty intense. Um, but yeah, like so. So I was particularly, you know, because like ah, uh, and, and I I don't know. I just I, I care a lot, you know. Yeah. You uh, still feel that way though, because people are always saying like. Yeah, you know, I mean, hey, you Tom know what, gave like, you, Tony gave you kudos. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Hey, you really worked your ass off. I, uh, I, I've, I've found my stride in what I do, and yeah. and I'm perfectly comfortable about it. I, I don't think, uh, I, you know, no other comedians fucking jumping out of an airplane jacking off for this. right. And I'm not like claiming to be so great, you know. That I think that's the other problem there. Is that when you're like that's the thing. Yeah. Yes. When is. you're like, oh yeah, dude, I'm, you know. It's a study. This is this is yeah. I mean, it is a study of. There's something going on because we're figuring out this internet thing, right? We're figuring out yeah. social media. I always lay low. I'm weirdly like I don't promote thing. I just like to. I'm just not into it. But, um, I think the showy offy stuff 
is yeah. come to an end. Those slow motion shots of walking to the stage with a drink <laughs> and taking a sip and all that stuff. It's like people are ready for the jokes. Right. They are ready to go. That's why like my homie Ari Shafir special. So damn good. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculously good. And this is a guy that's just throwing punches the whole time. There's yeah. no no absorbing, no taking any, you know, yeah. time doing anything. Boom, 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 boom. I boom, uh, boom. was so wildly impressed by Ari's Jew special. Yep. Yeah, I opened for him. Uh, I did a guest spot on his show right before he filmed it around the corner here. And I was on the other side of that wall in the green room and I was hearing the beats from the audience just whoosh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At the actual taping? No, just before the taping oh, when gotcha. he was in like fighter shape for right, it. Right, right, right. And he was smashing this little room and it sounded like the fucking walls were going to come yeah. down. And, it, um, you know, I'm just so happy for him. That's a, that's a guy who, you know, they tried to cancel for a joke and now is thriving on his own. There's like a real... Uh, right. I feel like when you've been wronged by the media and the internet... uh you know, it makes you fight back with a little bit more strength. Well, I had this idea of, of who Ari was because I only knew him from the media. And then we, we had him on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and he was cool as fuck. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, like, you oh, know, yeah, he's the real man. mensch. Oh, oh, totally. He's literally my big brother. One of the nicest guys in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's a, a big part of the reason why I'm in that whole Rogan world to begin with like he was the one that recommended me when he started headlining so much that he couldn't open for joe anymore joe's like well who else is coming up the ranks like who whatever and ari threw me right into the mix and i've worked with joe ever since then and ari was a tremendous tremendous help when uh when I made fun of the Asian kid that went on before me back in may of 2021 right i remember and, that yeah and like that completely clipped out of context and made it seem like I was just attacking some innocent kid that had no idea what didn't the, what was going on. Didn't the kid kind of get behind it? Like, oh, uh, he was completely, he was the only one behind it. He was, <laughs> he literally him and his friend clipped it, uh, oh. illegally recorded it, then clipped it and then sent it to, uh, the Chinese media who actually leaked that he had tweeted this clip before he tweeted it um, because he slept in or something. They, like, messed up the coordination. This was actually a... And I'm not a big conspiracy guy, but I know what happened. And it was, like, a coordinated, very interesting attack that, you know, was the news for a couple days. Of a dirty stand-up show where phones are locked up and they're warned that there's dirty jokes and he knows me. He's open for me. He's been on Kill Tony. He got pulled out of the bucket years ago. Hmm. And I helped him. He got to make out with a white trash girl that show. He had never kissed an American girl. Wow. Crowd goes crazy. Everybody had fun. And uh, he thought he would uh, get famous by being a victim. Um, and Have it, you seen him since? No, haven't seen him. Haven't heard much. Hmm. It's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, was, was there any lasting uh, effect from that? Like The opposite. It was literally everything got better. Any comedy fan, especially the ones that knew me before that, 
I mean, knows what's going on there in a stand-up well, comedy right. show. There is no like, oh, he made fun of comedian too bad. Like, what a joke. I mean, right. you're a comedian. It'd be one thing if it was an audience member, but even then, they're in the audience at a comedy show, blah, 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 blah. Like, right. it's so bizarre. I uh, The problem I have with the the media's handling of it is it's so interesting to me that they if if they know nothing about me and they see the clip and they go to me and you type in Tony Hinchcliffe <laughs> literally the first thing that popped up was American in, insult, insult comedian yeah. yeah Tony Hinchcliffe was born in Youngstown Ohio but literally the first words right are. Yeah, but also the, the second line is you open for Rogan and and then they don't like, Ro- you know, before that I opened for Jeff Ross and I wrote for 10 Comedy Central Roast and I was on two seasons of Roast Battle and yeah. I, I professionally make fun of people is the through line. And meanwhile, they saw that and go, yeah, we're going to continue with the story of, right. you know, disgusting and and ridiculous. But that's just the media now for clicks and for whatever just want to yeah. see you know yeah burn they just want to see victims and trouble and bad and speaking of burn do we know what happened to Jay Leno that was a fucking pretty funny joke the other night <laughs> that was a that was yeah William Montgomery with the Jay Leno roast joke like yeah but but uh, yeah, that was fucked up dude there, but, was, uh, a, there was a roast of Jay Leno <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but how bad? What is Jay Leno? I mean, Dude, that happened the same day that I put up a video about my horrific burns. Really? Yeah. You were burned fifteen percent of your body. Yeah, I mean, he was Jay Leno was burned a little bit. What if every crazy. time you put out that video, another celebrity <laughs> burns yeah, <that's> himself? <laughs> this is the start of a really <laughs> creepy movie. <laughs> Upload. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, what, what, what about it? Was it you know, I mean, I, I didn't know. I, I only heard that he got burned. Was it bad or was it just... Um, I think that it was like a part of his face was burned. The, but that's it? It wasn't like he's fucking 80% of his body. He's like I on life support. Well, his chin is a natural fire hood, so <laughs> it blocked most of yeah, it. 15% of the burns on his chin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to be okay. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, but dude, burns are gnarly, man. Yeah, burns I remember are the most painful. Oh yeah, that's right. I was supposed to do Kill Tony when I got my burns. Yeah, I remember. And, yeah, and, there was a lot going on. You have to. You you remember? I used to be neighbors with Rick. Classic. Yeah. yeah, and I remember, man, that that stuff happened. They were none too pleased with you. They're literally like, "Goddamn, Steve almost fucking killed himself again." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was rough. That was, was a really, really rough episode. And then he, he flew to Comedy Works and... And, and uh, Wee Man was actually on the the panel of Kill Tony. And, yeah. and I was supposed to be on there with him. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, like, it, it's, it's tough to picture how Wee Man did on his, on his own with that. Oh, uh, he was good. He was good. Uh yeah, no, he's he's fantastic. The energy really of is. all you guys, and you know, I just play well with people that I respect. That's really yeah. the thing. And like I said the other day, like Jackass and South Park are. That's it. Like if I need to laugh, that's all I can count yeah. on. Or serious stuff. Like I find, you know, Tarantino movies and 
a lot of Scorsese movies to be some of the funniest things that I know yeah. of. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it's not even fair. Like, so like we man, every, all, everybody, uh, th- that whole entire crew. Yeah. I think Johnny's the only one I've never like worked with in any capacity, but, um, but everybody else, me and Tremaine were in talks to, uh, we were like about to, I can't remember what happened. We were about to do, he loves Kill Tony. And uh-huh. we were, yeah, we were very close to making some things together. And uh, yeah, super cool stuff. Rachel Wolfson. Yep. Yep. Matt Edgar, all these people. I saw Matt Edgar was uh, in on the panel for a oh, bunch yeah. of those videos. Yep. Danger Aaron has been on the panel. Uh um. Oh, jeez. Uh, oh my God. You're not struggling to come up with Pontius's name. Who? Pontius. Yes, I am. Yes, Chris Pontius. See, that's where Pontius screwed himself. He's calling himself Party Boy or or Chief Roberts, or, you know, Garbage Man. Like, it's always some fucking other name except for his own goddamn name. And then here we are, like, scratching our like head. Like, Party Boy. Right. Uh, yep. Party yep. Boy, what's his name? Bunny the yep. Lifeguard. Yeah, Bunny. Yep. <laughs> like, every time you name one of these things, I picture it. It's yeah. so interesting. Uh, yep. And then there's... Like the guy, the people who went with the name that is not on their driver's license, Bam, Wee Man, Steve O, right? Even Johnny Knoxville, like the the absurd, goofy name that's that sticks with you because it's easy to remember, Mm -hmm. served us very well. Mm -hmm. And then like the the guys who have the name on their driver's license is the name that they use. It's, it doesn't stick as much. I love it. It's amazing. That new newest one was a fucking work of art, by the way. What Incredible. The, thank you. I mean, amazing. Yeah, Just, you got you got a shirt from there, and I got a shirt from the movie. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Oh wow. Amazing. So cool. Yeah, dude. Well, th- thank you, man. Um, so you're you've got December off. Yeah, just Dallas, Texas, and I have some fun things coming up next year. About to uh, release a huge tour, huge 32 city um, big tour coming up in 2023. So it's going to be really, really fun. Dude, check this out. I just finished a tour in Canada. I did 30 cities just in Canada. Whoa. (laughs) I I toured more cities in Canada than any other artist period this year whoa yeah. did you do lloyd minster mm-hmm. you bet i did did you do saskatoon you bet i did are you red, serious red deer dawson's creek i did shit you never even heard of dude dawson creek red deer medicine hat <laughs> <laughs> what size are yeah. these venues up there wait, wait, when I was how in, big was the venue in medicine hat Medicine Hat was was pretty small. I had, had two shows there. I added a show <laughs> in Dawson Creek. The population of Dawson Creek yeah. is twelve thousand. Yeah, I had thirteen hundred at my show. <laughs> Not kidding, man! Wow. Yeah, it was killer, man. It was my that's like, uh, awesome. Is that Dawson's Creek, the TV show named after that city. I'm reasonably sure it is not. 
Maybe really? the other way around. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they started it after that. But. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know, but uh, yeah, I, I had a wildly successful Canada run, man. I'm super stoked. What do you like to do for fun when you're out there on the road? <clears throat> I uh, travel with. I'm, I'm, I got a, a bus now. Mm-hmm. I got my editors on the bus. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, you know, what I get a kick out of is is making video. Yeah, you know, like at the moment I'm. Um, Working on a video with Wee Man. It is uh, Stevo versus Wee Man, the skateboarding challenge to oh, wow. see who can outskate each other because we've got uh, this collab skateboard where we're all done up as heavy metal, like glam rocker. And uh, so we've actually got our glam rocker costumes and, and we're making a skate video wearing it. That's so, awesome. like, while in Canada, I rented two huge u-haul cube trucks and a trailer and built ramps all over them and skated it while it was moving that's favorite, so cool my favorite day of the whole tour wow and then as then the day i got home i had a, a ramp built over my new tesla and tony hawk drove it at me and i jumped on and skated over it hell yeah mm-hmm. that's well, a, that's that. the kind of shit I, I dig i love that you doing you filming anything here in austin mm, just just podcasts we got a three podcast day today i love it next time we have to coordinate something so that you could shoot like something something cool and local somebody can i don't know do something with a tuba or there's you yeah. know music here is so crazy right there's got to be something funny you could do a, you know a tuba get, stick you get gary yeah. <laughs> <laughs> flesh flute you can stick in a flesh flute up your ass um we like waco is very close to here we you love going surf? to the, the surf no not my thing i don't I, i'm not good with anything on a board skateboarding surfboarding yeah. Uh, Difficult. It's very, very bizarre. Snowboarding. They got a lazy river. I have strong hips. I used to wrestle, but for some reason, I, I don't like being on my side. Do you watch UFC fights? Like obsessed, uh, obsessed, obsessed. Yeah, me too. Do you watch the prelims? Oh yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I love. I, I love it. You yeah. do too. Oh my god! Never yeah. miss a fight. Incredible. I can't believe what happened with Izzy on Saturday night. Right, I can believe it. Yeah, I, I, I can absolutely believe it. But it's just it's it's such a shame because that first round he had totally dude, like yep. What yep. ten more seconds that that shit was over. We got Tim Kennedy on the podcast next. Oh, nice! Yeah. I love it. I He's love a it. fucking pussy. Yeah, I'm scared to even say that out loud. He's gonna (laughs) choke me out. Absolutely, he's the man. Austin has a lot of crazy. That's another one. You know what you should do next time is, next time you come here, plan something with Gordon Ryan. You know who that is? The world champion BJJ of all champions. He's literally the so much better at what he does than anybody else has ever been at what they do. The only person that they compare him to when they compare, like he's not like Michael Jordan at basketball. He's not like Tiger at golf. The only person that they compare him to is Joey Chestnuts because he's literally like three times better than the next that's ever been. Yeah, with the the, the, Joey Chestnuts. That's a hot dog guy. When I think of you, because I just can't help my brain, but I always try to think like what would be something fun for you to do. Right. I'm sure you, every Everybody recommends that you probably get texts in the middle of the night like yo dude you should fucking shove this up of that or whatever but yeah you know what one one thing that i think would be good is uh 
you um you, you ever scrape the dry skin off the bottom of your feet after going through uh, moist to dry like sometimes i'll go golfing and you know like afterwards your feet get dry and you do a yeah. little scrub thing and then it's like parmesan cheese yeah have you yeah. ever thought about snorting a line of your own foot skin uh, I, I've, <laughs> I've, I've thought about that that's minor you, you listen to listen to what the fuck have you even talked about this on i, I don't know but but the, but to, to have, minor that's yeah. minor yeah compared to, <laughs> just wait like the the entire cast of jackass uh jacks off onto a plate uh-huh just to be tasteful, we we just have like a, a face cam to uh, see their fun their their expression when they actually ejaculate. But that's it. You just see the face, and then you've got a plate full of cum which goes into the dehydrator, and then once it's dehydrated, you scrape up the line and snort that. <laughs> Dude, it's so fun. <laughs> that's gnarly with the foot powder. <laughs> foot powder. <laughs> Yeah, let, let me allow me to give you credit publicly for uh, being the one to suggest that the condom of Chris Pontius's cum, which I swallowed and then shit out. He said, "Dude, I, I told you I'd, I'd saved it." You're like, "I'll swallow it again," and and uh, and I did. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like, "Dude, that might be too much." You were like, "No." I swallowed the shit-covered, cum-filled condom. Wait, I suggested you that? You suggested it, yeah. Oh, my swallowed God, it again. that's amazing. In I front of his dad. I swallowed it. I, I swallowed it, shit it out, and then swallowed it Oh, <laughs> my God. Well, that only leaves one thing to do. Do it again. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, what, whatever happened to it? I, like, I never I never found it again. It uh, it's dissolved. Yeah, I don't... It, it, mm. it did not make the... Wait, it didn't come out. It's still in there. It... I'm sure it did, but it just, I, I, I didn't catch it. Wow. I didn't, I didn't catch oh it. Oh my God, that's hysterical. <clears throat> Pontius barfed uh, involuntarily. <laughs> Watching you do it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was so, <laughs> it, it, it looked like he coughed. It was just, like, you know. <laughs> and then Preston ran out and wiped it up. Oh. Yeah. God. It, it's it's a fun it's a fun life we live man. oh my god it's so, just crazy the two different worlds of comedy i'm up there working on the next roast that i'm doing right now and trying to strategically look at words and figure out how these right. puzzle pieces match together to make a funny and then i come down here and you're like so i swallowed the condom again and i'm like yeah, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just brilliant <laughs> yeah it's true and then there's my next plan for my next hour, yeah. which is double D tits, full of breast surgery. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I, I need to have the experience. <laughs> I need to know what it's like. It's like a mean greet. Oh my God. That's so funny, dude. Yeah. Are you there's really going to do it? Yeah, yeah. Are you going to uh -huh. snort the cum while you have titties? <laughs> yeah, everyone's got to cum on my tits. <laughs> oh my God, dude. <laughs> oh, shit. So, you're going to get double D's and then 
What's the plan? You just keep them for a while? Ah, uh, three months, about like uh, oh. to workshop it. Oh my! I got, a bu- God. I got a bunch of ideas, and I got a bunch of other shit that's. Maybe um, we'll have Tim Kennedy sh- shoot a fucking sniper rifle through his titties. Oh my God! Well, I'm I don't, be... that that I don't think is yeah, gonna happen. No, but yeah, guns aren't as quite as funny as they used to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. guns used to be hilarious. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> And yeah. you could also do things like I mean, you could walk around with just shorts right. in your tits right. out. I mean, that's the thing. Can it's you? like I, I I'm a um, heterosexual man identifies as a male, right? Like uh, I, yeah, I, I should be allowed to have my shirt off. Yeah, those are your tits. <laughs> those yeah. are your man tits. Yeah. You're a man. You identify as a man. Right. Shirt, yeah, shirt off is allowed. Yep. You could even go shirt off and then do the bicycle shorts paint. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And really just make everybody wonder right. what the fuck is going on. There. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking. That's, yeah, dude. It's wild. So we're, so we're all very busy working on new material. I love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I, got, I, got, I got one more really fucked up hour in me, and then I'm not sure what's going to happen after that. Wow. Well, yeah. I'll be following it closely. I'm a big fan, man. I love what you well, do. Dude. Always have to to get to even like there's sometimes I'm sitting behind that table on Kiltonia. I'm like, I can't fucking believe this is what is up. Like I've watched you forever and to yeah. get to, you know, have you on my show and give positive feedback and put you in a position to, you know, look good and you know you book Tom on the podcast there you know what I mean it's like this just magical land of opportunity and to get to do that to someone that you know freaking 20 years ago I'm fresh out of high school laughing at your stuff and with all my buddies and you know so thank you well, thank you, Awesome brother. times, my friend. Any, uh, you, you got your your Instagram and shit? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Tony Hinchcliffe on everything. TonyHinchcliffe.com for tour dates and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, Kill Tony's on YouTube. That's right, Every man. Monday at 8 p.m. a new episode comes it, out. This will have come out uh, a couple days after. We put this out on Thursdays. Yep. Kill Tony goes out on... Uh, Mondays. Mondays, there you so, go. Go check listen it. to the Tom Segura episode, and you're gonna yeah, see a surprise appearance by Steve-O, Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, dude. Hell I love yeah. you, and thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. All right. Any any concerns out of that? Not at all. Good. Not Good, at man. all. Whoa. That was amazing, dude. You're so funny, bro. That shit cracks <laughs> me up. <laughs> it's cold as fuck over here. Isn't it right now? It's weird. This weird cold front just came in. And there you have it. We drove that van all the way to Austin, Texas for that. And uh, those were the three ones we got there. Tom Segura, Tim Kennedy, Tony Hinchcliffe. Where are we going to take the van to next? Well, I'll tell you a a secret. Next comes Mr. Zackass. We're flying him out to join us in Texas on tour. And did I mention that Dothan, Alabama... Little Rock, Arkansas, and Albuquerque, New Mexico are all getting taped for my bucket list special. Woof! Man, those shows are going to be fire. Thank you for sticking around. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. 
And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.